for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified broadcast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. It's funny because this is the first time in about a month that we've done two episodes back to back when they're actually scheduled. And I'm really excited about this just because for the last month or whatever, I've had to cancel so many episodes and it's not been fun. But today we have a very special guest. We have Ryan Hayes. How's it going today, Ryan? Hey, hey, how you doing, Tom? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good, man. It's uh, it's great. It's been a great day. It's Thursday, so we're like Friday Eve, I guess. Is what the kid, <laughs> Friday, Friday Eve, right? That's what the kids yeah, say now. Yeah, sure. We'll call it Friday Eve. Why, so, why not? Uh, but yeah, really excited to have you on. You've been killing it so far this year. You've released so much music. You've yeah, released a lot. A album, three singles. Like, dang, I don't... Don't even know where it came. Or and, don't even know how you do it. So, yeah, and I got more coming. Yeah, sweet, sweet. But um, like I said, really excited to have you on and uh, just chat with you a little bit and see how see how things are going in your world. I know um, you're, you're from Connecticut originally. I am right? from Connecticut. Yeah, okay. very small awesome. town in Roxbury. Roxbury. Yeah, Roxbury, is, Connecticut. Yeah, is it the same based off of Night at the Roxbury, or is that something? No, that's or, in Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. no, it's a different Roxbury. You've never seen it. Trust me. It's a little, little town. Okay. Place. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, kind of take this opportunity to introduce yourself and give a little bit of background on who you are and what you're about, just for the new people out there that are getting to meet you for the first time. Cool. All right. Well, my name's Ryan Hayes, and uh, I've been singing since I was about 10. Um, I started singing because around eight, I actually started stuttering. And uh, for me, that was that was wild because no, I, I have never heard anyone else like at that point. And I was like, what is happening? And it kind of caused a crazy mental um, moment for me. And then odd, oddly through that in about around middle school-ish is mm-hmm. when I started to sing and I never knew that I could ever sing. And, but it was, it, it was like a defense, right? Mm-hmm. And then it became that to, I was like, I can actually sing. And then I started to write and then I started to fall in love with music. And then I said, you wanna know what? This isn't a defense anymore. This is what I really want to, actually start to do so it's kind of crazy how it happened um Mm -hmm. but that's i'm just a small town kid who just always wanted so much more yeah and now i'm chasing after it 100 percent, and i'm not slowing down that's really cool that's awesome um so at eight you developed the the stutter and then really bad is when you started to sing what was it about was it just like you started messing around with it or how'd you get kind of get introduced to uh, so i have always loved music i think when i was younger there are pictures of me like 
at the piano. I, I just was, it was something in me, but uh, singing just kind of happened. Like somebody was like, hey, Brian, sing. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of sang and I was like, and people were like, oh my God, like you can sing. And then kind of from that, I just wanted to be cool. And so I kept singing. So that's yeah. kind of how it's, it was so yeah. simple and natural that like how it happened. Mm -hmm. And I just started to sing and I would sing in the hallways. That would literally be my way of people not paying attention to the stutter, you know? Yeah. So it yeah. was kind of my way of being like, Hey, this is what I'm able to do. Don't even pay attention to that. Yeah, for sure. And so obviously early on at the age of 10, you weren't exactly writing your own music at I this point. I was not point. writing yet, no. But what were you singing? Were you what, like, obviously like cover songs, I'm assuming. I, but covers, yeah, covers, Um, you know, TV show jingles, you, you know, yeah. stuff that you would hear like as, as, as a kid, you know, like I would watch so much television yeah you know um musical yeah type stuff and yeah. i would just memorize it it just kind of happened and and i started singing them i started kind of like humming them singing them yep. and i it, it it was the craziest thing i just knew them after a very short amount of time and i that's kind of how i started i started singing stuff like that i wasn't singing any like known songs yet, yeah, like yeah. any like popular songs yet, but yeah. i was singing stuff yeah yeah, it's no, crazy to think about too, because it was a wild, wild time. Yeah, it's funny that you brought up like TV shows and jingles, because I remember when I was growing up in the '90s, and even later on in the 2000s when I was well into high school and whatnot. Yeah. It's like that time just had like the most memorable oh. jingles, and yes, like I, I, as you were sitting there speaking, I was like, like four jingles just popped into my head, and I'm like, yep. I man, nineties and the two thousands early had some of the best music yeah. that has ever. It's honestly like what a great time for music on on like all of the genres, yeah. all oh, of yeah. them. Oh yes, uh, oh yes, phenomenal time. You know, there were so many different styles that were like up there at that time that it was like you you could literally listen to everything. Everything yep. was out, and every everything got the airplay. So yeah, it's cool. A lot has changed since yeah. then. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, you got like the birth of the video games and then them yeah, introducing man. music through like Madden and all that stuff. Yeah. But oh. it's cool, man. Some of those video games have incredibly orchestrated soundtracks. I mean, people have taken music and put them into video games and um, movies and stuff like, like there's always been this wonderful thing of music changes everything mm -hmm. like with without it it almost seems like it's like uh eh, this isn't you know but as soon as you add that song or that sound or that kind of instrumental you're all of a sudden like taken there you're mm -hmm. you're like oh my god like you know music is powerful man yeah. and it just keeps being added into everything now and they're getting more and more creative yep. it's a it's it's a wonderful thing man yeah it really is it really is so Early on, you're doing covers or doing okay. like just reciting jingles and yeah. singing oh, stuff like that. Kid, yeah. uh, at what point did you kind of start exploring your own creativity uh, with music? Probably say around 
14. Okay. 15. Um, I, I'm pretty sure, and don't hold me to this, but I think I wrote my first love song. I'm pretty sure I was like 16. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then after I wrote that song, I just started writing. And it was kind of my way of um, emotionally letting out mm-hmm. things because I was always very quiet, right? Because yeah. I didn't want to speak. So I was like, that's basically how I would get everything out is I would write. So I just wrote, even if it was terrible, you know, I mean, who, who really knows that 16? You're, you're like writing love songs, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's about when that started. You're writing love songs about um, probably a person that you won't see after eighth grade. No, and the person who I actually wrote the very first one about never even got to hear it. So, yeah. but you know, it was a it was a way of me handle. You know, you're 16 and you're like in love and you're crazy. So yeah, you're like, you know. I feel that. I feel that. Um, so you started writing early teenage years. Yep. Um, and you're still in Roxbury at this point, or have you started? I'm in Roxbury, yeah. Okay. I'm in Roxbury, uh, so yeah. And then go, kind of going through high school, you were, who were you at, when you were first started writing music and kind of playing with this cre- new creative outlet, who were you listening to for inspiration? Were there like... In, I mean, I would say like at that time, Usher mm-hmm. was like a big thing at that yeah. time, you know um michael jackson was mm-hmm. a bit, you know that's what you know it's kind of who like everyone was kind of listening to right like yeah. those big like i yeah you know iconic yeah names you know that everyone i wasn't mature enough to fully understand like the really great music mm-hmm. from like way Wait, back yeah. when you know like i wasn't at that point yet so i was kind of just listening to like neo uh and i was trying to be them Mm -hmm. you know and i found out much later on that i'm so different than all of that but yeah yeah, i was just i was just mimicking i was just trying to mimic what was happening with mainly those people yeah yeah and at this point were you playing uh like along with an instrument were you playing with a guitar piano something like that or were you just okay messing around i I was never like you know beethoven i i you know i just kind of knew how to play certain things and i was playing around on it um but i was never i was always a singer more Mm -hmm. than any other instrument so i would just you know hear the melodies Mm -hmm. and start writing them and start you know singing them it was Mm. it was very natural very 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 natural gotcha and so you're kind of going through this process of writing your own music trying to figure out who you want to be as a musician yeah as you kind of come out of high school was it jumping straight into music i read that you went to school for music i did but you also went into the service as well so after 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 college yeah okay. so i actually wasn't planning on even going to school um okay. i i was horrible in high school i didn't get good grades because i just wanted to do something art you know creative i was not focused on any of that school mm-hmm. stuff you know mm-hmm. that they have you so i was like 
I, I was like, I'm not even going to be able to get into a college. So I was like, let me just go to work and I'll figure it out. I was yeah. such a, my head was everywhere. I was a kid who was everywhere and nowhere simultaneously. Um, but I did end up at this musical college where everybody was just playing instruments just in like the hallways. People were singing, there were theater. And I ended up singing and getting in and I went to school and I went to college and I did four years, um, studied audio, audio uh, mm -hmm. and graduated with, with, with a bachelor's in audio. So, I mean, it was, that, it, it was fun. And that's honestly where I started to really learn mm -hmm. like how to make music. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's where I learned all of the, like the, um, ins and outs mm -hmm. right so yeah. uh it was it was it was it was very powerful right yeah. and it was great man it was a great thing i'm so glad that i went and then yeah right after college about six months i made a complete u-turn and joined the army yeah. um it was on a whim it was not planned i had no intention of joining the army ever in my life but i was one of those people that kind of was just like if somebody put it in front of me and, you know, and it sounded good mm -hmm. and I wasn't working, I was broke. I had no money. I was yeah. like, I'm an artist out here after college, not yeah. making a dime. Yeah. And then this guy pitched me this great, you know, you get benefits, you get money. And I was like, let's do it. And so I signed up, but honestly, it was the greatest thing I ever did. It mm -hmm. was life changing joining the army. It was crazy. Yeah, from what I was reading, it sounds like joining the army opened up a lot of doors for you or put you in a lot of different places that you probably wouldn't know. The, the army leveled me out. Mm -hmm. I was a very um, wild kid. I, yeah. I, like, I, like, like I said, I, I just was everywhere. I could not focus on one thing. Mm -hmm. the, the army like fixed that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, it kind of let me just like settle down. Yeah. Right. And then, and then I was like, oh, I really want to do music like really badly. I was like, this is what I love. And I even wrote songs for some of my friends who were like in the service. Like yeah. I, I was writing songs for their, um, you know, wives and you know and and their you know and the girlfriends and it kind of just told me that much more that like this is what i'm supposed to be doing like i should be doing this and so it, it the army was the greatest thing in the world it kind of helped me like understand i'm not meant to do anything else and yeah it was a great experience it was a wild experience but it was a great one yeah yeah and how long were you uh in the army so I was in the reserves for eight years. Okay. Yeah, I was in the reserves for eight years. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's and then reserves. That's like you're just you're only going you're, a couple of times a month, right? Yeah, you're like a weekend warrior is what, yeah. is what we call them, right? Yeah. You're like weekend warrior. Um, but again, I I went into the service in 2010, so we weren't that far out of you know 9/11. Yeah. You know, so it was still a hot time. Like mm -hmm. we were still at war. So yeah, I, I mean, 
I don't know what convinced me to sign up, but honestly, it like I said, once once like you're like in it, there's a brotherhood mm-hmm. that just kind of takes you over. It's a very real thing. Um, yeah. and it just kind of teaches you about life that life yeah. is not this like lollygag thing. Like there's a lot of crazy happening and you yeah. have to like understand, you know stand that and not just walk around thinking that yeah we're just here and you know so it was a really great thing wild thing but a really awesome thing yeah completely understood that's awesome and throughout your time in the reserves you're playing are you are you at this point like playing music out like doing shows or where's kind of music fall no um people are probably gonna be shocked by this um i actually did not start playing shows solo yeah until this year okay um and because like so like i was in like choirs you know and like you know um acapella groups Mm -hmm. and that whole kind of thing but like solo artists like actual shows yeah that, that didn't even start until this year. I mean, so much has happened between like the end of last year yeah. and like right now that it's kind of like a freight train. Like yeah. it just kind of, it started and then it just took off. Um, but yeah, it that only happened very, very recently. Gotcha, gotcha. Because so I, I know you've gotten to play some like really cool spots. You've got to I play have. like, Carnegie Hall and Carnegie Hall. I got to sing at Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, Those were really cool experiences. And that was when I was in, I was a senior in college, high school. High school. Okay. I was, I was, I was a senior in high school. So that was a cool thing. That also, that moment, because when we went over there and we sang, we were like celebrities and just feeling that for like a moment, I was like, Oh, I want to do this. I was yeah. like, this is amazing. Like who wouldn't want that kind of love? And, yeah. you know, and that, that kind of really sparked it, that, you know, where I was like, Oh, this is what I want to do. But yeah, I got to sing at those, but it was um, um, just incredible out of body. Oh, and so was that through the like the high school that was choir? School. All yes. the parents kind of got together, I think, and they like put in the money, you know, and um and sent us over there, and we got to sing uh, in London, France. Oh, yeah. um, it was unbelievable experience yeah. for kids that have never even left the country. Yeah, you know that was really cool, and that again, that just kind of made me understand like. I want this. Like, yeah. I want to come back over here, but just with me and, yeah. you know, and do that thing, you know? So I feel, I feel that. Yeah. And so I take it that, um, were your parents supportive of your musical aspirations? Th- they were just in very separate ways. So okay. my, my like mother's younger. So <laughs> she was like, yeah, do it. You know, do it, go do what, whatever it is, you know, I have your back 100%. My father, one of the most loving people in the world, mm-hmm. it's just, he was much, much older. Mm-hmm. So he was brought up in a different time where you yeah. didn't chase after your dreams. You know, yeah. you, 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 you had to work 
Mm -hmm. You had to work, you had to go to school, you know, you had to do these things. So he, so me and him fought a lot when I was growing up, you know, we just had a very different look on the world and Mm -hmm. we had a very weird relationship, but overall, both of my parents were super, I mean, look, no one ever tried stopping me, right? Mm -hmm. No one ever said, no, don't do that. Right. No one ever said that, but Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was just different. They're two very different people. Um, but I mean, I just happen to be blessed where, and plus nobody could have told me no anyways. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like one of, I'm just one of those people that if it's what I want, I'm going after it. You're just so, going to do it. Oh yeah, it. no. And all of my family knows that. So I love it. That's nobody amazing. Tried to stay in my way. Yeah. That's amazing. So high school, had all these amazing experiences going being able to travel yeah, cool. abroad and do that fun yeah. stuff and then you go to college and you're studying music and music production right yeah music and produ- audio and engineering yeah yeah because that that was a time like for the younger kids out there listening right now this is a time where youtube I think right around 2005, six, YouTube is coming out. I think it started around that time, but, but it it's wasn't not a thing yet. Yeah, it's not like what it is now. I remember Ooh. being on YouTube in 2006, and like you could, you're wow. getting maybe a thousand views, and you're super popular. But dating us, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I remember. Yeah, YouTube was not something that I. I don't even think I was on YouTube until so much later. Like yeah. I didn't, you know, because it, it wasn't a thing. Like yeah, and you know, look, not even and, Facebook. Facebook yeah. wasn't a thing. Like yeah. Facebook came out like mid college. I think like freshman year of college, people yeah. started talking about I, it. I didn't get. I wasn't on Facebook till two thousand nine. So yeah. it was like. Uh, but pretty much around the same time yeah yeah no i bring up the whole youtube thing because like nowadays if you want to learn about audio production and just producing music oh, and yeah. recording you just go to youtube but yeah. in this day it it's like no you actually had to go to school you actually had to you know study and go so um, yeah it's a little bit different now you de- yeah. definitely can't just punch you definitely couldn't just punch it into something and look it up and like have these great videos that like walk you through step by step no yep yep absolutely but um, so once you graduate college, you join the the reserves. I the are, reserves, yeah. Are, at this point, are you just kind of writing music, or what are you doing to kind of fulfill your need to be an artist? Writing, 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 writing a lot. Mainly just writing. I really wasn't performing a- anywhere. However, mm-hmm. I would sing for like my like service member friends. Right, like they'd be like Ryan sing us one of your, you know, and I would yeah. sing and like, I would sing for my, like, once it started to like, get out, mm-hmm. the army is one of those places where if, if like something like that starts to spread, yeah, you know, people start to like, you know, they're, they're like, Hey, Ryan, sing us a song, you know, like yeah. all of my like higher ups would just bust my ball. You know, they would just be like, sing us a song since you're the singer, right? Like, and you become that, you know, whatever. And, but you know what? It was cool because Mm -hmm. they all knew that like, well, he's not meant to be here. Mm -hmm. Like he needs to be out there. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, they, they, all of them were super supportive. Um, And listen, like if I can make army guys soft, you know, like, and feel things, you know, like that's kind of where I want to be. You know, I want people, you know, those like the, toughest guys, you know, like, and 
and it was great. So yeah, around then I was singing still, mm -hmm. you know, and I was just writing a lot. And, you know, sure. it was a weird, it, it was a weird moment. I didn't know where I was headed yet. Yep. I just kind of knew, okay, I want music. Mm -hmm. I just don't have the line to kind of know how am I supposed to get yeah. there. Right? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Oh, and so you weren't singing at all for like, because I know like the army sometimes has like special groups you can join if you're like an. I was art. not in any of the army like choirs groups, no. or whatever. I think I sang the national anthem at two events, and okay. that's about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. And so then you got out of the reserves 2018, 19, somewhere? I got, yeah, somewhere around there, they signed me out, like yeah. officially. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so obviously, shortly after that, about a year or so, the pandemic happens. Pandemic were you, hit, yeah. Were you looking at starting to release your own music before so, the pandemic, or what was kind crazy. of that turning point? I was so busy and I was so hectic <laughs> prior. To that i was doing yeah. like 90 different things and i yeah. was just trying to hustle i was just trying to make money um like everybody here in yeah. new york it's so hard to like live here and yeah. not make money so you 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 like have to do something mm -hmm. right yeah so um yeah so i mean i i was just hustling doing my thing and um but then that whole pandemic hit and it made me for the first time have to be by myself yeah. completely, which yeah. I'm not a person that was, was like ever like that. So I was like, okay, I can't, I literally can't hang out with anyone. So mm -hmm. I started just sitting my thoughts and I started writing and I, and yeah. then I started to think about all the songs that I had already written. And I was like, I want to, I want to make an album. I was yeah. like, it just something in me sparked and i was like it's it's like time like it's yeah. time it's time to and do I, something and i just yeah. and i just felt the fire i felt the bug so i went so i just started working i went to work i mean eight hours a day i was i was in my studio just yeah. creating grinding out um and i put together over the pandemic i put i created a, a 12 songs mm -hmm. that I was like, all right, out of these, what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic kind of just woke up this fire. I was like, well, now I have time to do this and really do this. And I just dove in and, yeah. um, you know, man, that pandemic. And I know that it like hurt a, like a lot of people. And I'm not saying this to, you know, say whatever, but mm. it was the best thing that ever happened oh, yeah. for like me, you know, yep. like it was one of those things that kind of just helped me to stop and be like, Hey man, like now's the time. Like yep. now's the time when everyone else is stopped, Yep, you need to put in the work. Now's mm -hmm. the time to work. And so yep. I, I worked yep. and I spent an entire year working. Yeah. I was in the same exact boat, boat with all this, like, once the pandemic hit, like I, I tell people often that the pandemic was the best thing to ever happen to us because it was one of those situations where 
yeah, I had a little bankroll of stuff that I could release to kind of keep live and amplified relevant for a little bit. But after three months, it was going to be like, okay, I guess we're going to just kind of shut the doors because we don't got nothing left to release. And then somebody was like, well, why don't you do your podcast over Zoom? And I'm like, wait, can I do that? It's like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so we went from releasing a podcast once every other week to doing four and four a week. And we just, we grew more in the two years we were in lockdown than we did the four years prior. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's like lockdown made people so creative Mm -hmm. and it made people think like outside of the box and people, there's so many things. I mean, it, it was, especially like if like you were an artist, Mm -hmm. that was your time. Yeah. Like you had nothing but time to just create. And if you just sat there and didn't, you missed the ball. Like the ball was passed to you. They were like, Hey, the world shut down. Yeah. Now it's nothing but your craft, your dream, whatever you wanted to do, whatever you wanted time to do. Yeah. Now you have it. Yep. What are you going to do about it? You know? And for like us, it was that kind of that thing of like, well, this is what I want to do. So now how do I make that happen when I have nothing else to even think about, you know? And so, yeah, man, it was a beautiful time, man. It was some of the, it was the best music I had ever created. It It was such a good time period. And so it was during the pandemic that you kind of decided to start releasing your music. Yeah. I just didn't know how, you know, it it was one of those things where I was on my own. I was trying to figure it all out. You know, I was trying to learn how to do it. I feel that. And then um, around the end of 2021, Mm -hmm. I was, I think I, I, I want to say like August um, of of last year mm-hmm. um i said hey listen um i want to re- like be- record y- you know like three songs because mm-hmm. again like i didn't you know i was like well how much is this you know how much does this cost you know who am i gonna yeah. re- record with you know like and in my mind i was like a 12 song album like come on like you haven't yeah. you haven't put out anything and you're yeah. just gonna go straight for that but you've been and- writing for but I had 10 but plus I, years. Yeah. I had so much music just sitting there and I yeah. was like, so it wasn't even like, I didn't, I, I didn't have the songs, mm-hmm. but now it was like, well, how do you want to do this? Like, how do you want to make, and it started out me meeting like an end, like and and an engineer. Right. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just hit it off. Yeah. And then I was like, well, let's just do three songs. Right. I was yeah. like, let's just do three. And then I went home and I was like, no, I want to do a, like 12. And then I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, let's do 11. And so that's where we landed. And then just kind of by natural, I, I was like, okay, now I have all these MIDI mm-hmm. versions, but yeah. I, I want live versions. Yeah. So I got all the musicians and I, I don't even know how to explain this, but it just kind of fell into place. Like mm-hmm. people showed up, yeah, right? People that. showed up and they were like all about it. They were all in it and we created magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just went in the studio 
late, late mm-hmm. nights. Yeah. And we laid down tracks and we created 11 songs nice. in a matter of, and we did the whole album in a matter of, I think, less than six months. Yeah. We were ready, right? And then I released it in May, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and Absolutely. it was one of those things. And so here's what's crazy too. So my father passed in mm. November. Mm-hmm. So it was a weird time because I was racing so that he would be able to hear it. Right. Mm-hmm. I really wanted him to hear this whole album because he had yeah. never heard anything of mine except like one song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh good. I'm going to have this album. It'll be done. And he'll get to hear it. And it's crazy. Cause he, passed away and I had a moment to myself where I'm like well I was doing all this for him Mm -hmm. I was like I you know it as a son you do everything for your father you know like it's like you want to make your father proud it's like this thing that we just have right yeah and so I just I just got done creating this incredible album I went through all this work like we magic happened and the album was done and he never got to hear it Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things of like me where I was like, you know what, man, like this even more now you have to put this out mm-hmm. because you are, you know, you are his name, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you're that legacy. What mm-hmm. are you going to, what are you going to do with it? You know, like yeah. no one knew who he was out there, so, yeah. but they're, they will now, like mm-hmm. they're all going to know who he is. Right. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like, it was the worst thing that ever happened, but it gave me such a motivation to mm. push forward. Yeah. And I went through some obstacles with people, negative yeah. stuff. And once I flushed all that out and I just took the reins, I booked seven shows in a month, mm. you know? And this yeah. was before anyone really knew who I was. They were just yeah. listening to the music Yeah. and yeah. the music was reaching people. And I was like, I would have never thought because my style and where I am, you would think they don't go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. but that's the beautiful thing about it is my music is for everybody. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where magic, right? Even in the worst moment, there was magic. There was this beautiful thing that happened where I was with all the right people. Yeah. And it was the right moment. It was the right time. Everything came together and here we are. I mean, we're, I'm on a fast track, like, and it's, it's, it is, it's incredible, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how that went down. Um, yeah. It was for, a, it was a really cool experience uh, yeah. to create that first for, album. First off, before we kind of go any further, I do want to send my condolences on the loss of your father. I lost my mother back in July due to last last july so it's been just a little over a year was that because of the covid no she died from uh pancreatic cancer oh my god yeah Yeah. i've lost so many family members to cancer that disease man yeah yeah it was uh bad and as you were kind of talking about trying to get this album at least written and recorded so your father could hear it before he passed it just brought so back so many memories from me because 
when my mom got diagnosed, we knew she didn't have very long. We thought maybe weeks. It ended up being like a few months, which was cool. Yeah. Um, so I dropped every, I'm in, I live in central Texas right now. I live in Waco. And oh, wow, my, you're in Waco, yeah. Yeah. So my uh, parents live in South Florida and I work things out with my job and they're like, look, we're all remote right now anyways. So if you want to go spend time with your family, yeah. we're not going to say nothing to no one. Just kind of make sure if something comes up, you let us know, you know, we'll, we'll work with you. Of course. Yeah. So I spent three months down in Florida with my mom and my oh, dad just great. kind of helping out as any way I could. And every, during that time, I was like, I wanted to do the podcast, but I yeah. didn't, you know, because my head was like 800 other totally places. Yeah. But so occasionally I'd book it late enough where my mom would kind of just be chilled out for the night. So I didn't really have to worry about anything and brought back some memories a couple of weeks before she passed. She started listening to my podcast. Um, just like, cause I would do it in the the bedroom that I was staying in and she was in the living room and I'm not, the quietest person and she <laughs> no, could just kind of hear so she would just hear like me talking to them and if i had the headphones in she wouldn't be able to hear their answers and she would just start asking me questions about what we talked about yeah. because she could only hear one side of the conversation and about two weeks before she passed she told me she's like whatever you do i don't know how long i've got but whatever you do, do not give this up. Yeah. And you know what, man? It's so crazy because my father was quiet about his like feelings. Like he was not yeah. that guy that was like always like hugging and like yeah. expressive. He didn't really know how to say things. Yeah. But he always, he always was there at the right moment. You know, it's like he wasn't always there, mm-hmm. but he was like he was one of those people that he was super supportive in a way that I never quite knew uh, yeah. until after when I was like, man, do I miss that voice? Like that voice, just that conversation, even if it was quick, mm-hmm. the whole world seems quieter. Yeah. You know, it's one of those, that's, that's the only way that I can relate it and music. That's actually what the prayer was all Mm -hmm. about. Like that was written for him. You Mm -hmm. know, it's one of those things where I didn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to say it. You know, I've lost so many people in my life, but I never lost a parent. Yeah. And he was kind of taken so fast. And in a way that wasn't planned, mm-hmm. that like I wasn't ready for, I didn't quite understand. And even now I'm probably still not quite understanding, but, yeah. but um, that song was kind of my way of saying, like the world is rough, you know? And it's like, we get trapped in that thought, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, how am I gonna make it out of this? How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna, you know? Mm keep moving forward and the prayer 15 minutes my heart just came out and Mm. i wrote the prayer and it was one of those things and then we kind of worked on it with like a buddy of 
mine, who's my keyboardist, and he, he came out with, with this beautiful piano part. It just, and the song just came to life. And then we, we went in the studio, laid it out with everybody. One session, I just told everybody, whatever you feel, that's what I want to hear. Worked it out, man. And that song came out and, and I'm gonna tell you like, even, even when I'm at shows, mm-hmm with it right and i perform it people walk up to me after and they're like they're they're like crying or, mm. or like they'll like show me a photo you know of like their mother or their you know it's one of those songs that makes everyone remember mm-hmm. and that's the song and that's why i love it so much like yeah. you know it's 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 not this like dance and get loud that's not the point. The mm. point is you listen to it and you you have hope, mm. right? You have genuine hope. Yeah. You know, I I want people to listen to everything I write, you know? I want people to feel. I I want people to think. We were we were actually we um we just played at the uh World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, the audience was from young children to like sixty plus year olds, and when you see a kid dancing, uh, like like an older woman crying, a teenager who's from Brooklyn yeah. come by and say, "Man, you almost made me cry. Like you made me feel." you're reaching people in a way that they're not normally reached. And I think that's why I do what I do. That's Mm. why I love what I do. And that's why I want, you know, and that's why I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, because I'm creating music that you really don't hear anymore. So... You know, so that's, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. my. 100% understood. Um, you brought up the prayer, and I, I definitely do want to talk about that. But, um, you know, you were mentioning that when you were in the, when you kind of finally made that decision that you were ready to release music yeah. during the pandemic, you that you had a whole bunch of songs, you had 10 years worth of music that you had written. How did you kind of, start whittling that down to come out with the uh, beautiful stranger album and then the prayer it sounds like that was something that was written later that that was written after yeah that was yeah. written afterwards yeah so uh, yeah good beautiful stranger um that album is is a culmination of songs that i think the oldest one on that album i wrote in two 2011 okay you know and honestly it was kind of like one of those things so crazy story i had most of the album finished and then Mm. it all got erased oh wow so i i had to recreate all the songs but the crazy thing is when i recreated them the way they sounded now as opposed to what they were Mm -hmm. it was as if like 
God himself was like, now nah, let's wipe those because those aren't good enough. And yeah. then what I created after that was, uh, it was, in, it was nothing like what I thought they were going to mm. be. And I honestly think man, I, for me, it was just what I felt. Like I just looked at all the songs and I said, which ones do I think tell the best story? Yeah. Right. And I picked the 11 that I thought did. And then I wrote some of the like new ones, mm -hmm. like maybe mm -hmm. is new, um, yeah. you know, and then there's like a couple others on there that are also relatively mm -hmm. newer yeah. songs. I just, and then Beautiful Stranger, well, and I always tell people this at all the shows also, I'm like, think about it. We, we all have that one person, mm -hmm. whether, whether it's a parent, lover, friend, right? Mm -hmm. we, we're all beautiful strangers to mm -hmm. everyone. You know, yeah. you don't know anyone. Somebody walks past you and says, you know, good morning. Mm -hmm. And you say, good morning. That's, that may be the only time you ever see that person in life, mm -hmm. but that was a beautiful moment. And yeah. they're a beautiful stranger and beautiful stranger in my mind was like, well, that's the perfect story because everybody shares it, Yeah, you know? And, and it, and it starts the conversation of like, well, yeah, like, you know, we all, we all have to start treating one another. I think a little bit, nicer than mm. what we do you know because yeah. you don't know what someone's Going story through. is yeah. right you have no idea you know no one knew that i had a stutter that was so bad growing up because i hid all the time like mm. i never spoke i tried to not speak whenever it was like a thing so i i would hide so a lot of people didn't even know right so and i think that's the same thing you just don't know so that's why i mm. named it that right yeah, yeah, yeah. um i got gotcha. you yeah man like and i i think it just it all just happened naturally like mm. really beautifully naturally yeah for sure for sure and then was the you or we had talked about the prayer kind of being a newer song was the intent always to release the prayer after beautiful stranger or did it kind of just come out of left field well, the, the prayer wasn't written because so it's funny, right? So mm -hmm. prayer was kind of like one of those things that wasn't planned. Mm -hmm. Prayer was that song that just, I was so hurt, sad, angry. And I was thinking about all the work I had put in, all the sacrifice and all the, and then losing him and kind of like, saying to myself, well, what the, like, how could this be a thing right now? Like, I'm, I'm finally doing this. I'm finally making this a reality and mm -hmm. I'm getting hit with all this, like, not positive stuff. And I was yeah. like, all right. And then, so the prayer kind of came from a genuine spot. It was just, it was just how I felt. And then mm -hmm. I was like, and then I sang it and I realized that this isn't just for me. Like other people have to hear this. Yeah. And so it was kind of, it was that simple. Like it was going to be the next single. And it wasn't a question of yeah. 
how, it was a question of when, right? Yep. And I said, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to like wait, you know, now is the time. Like yep. people are going through a lot right, right now. The world is crazy, you know? So yep. I said, hey, let's put this out. And so that's what happened. I went to work on it. I, you know, and I brought it in the studio. We laid it down and that was that. And the song came out. It was one of the most naturally written songs I have nice. ever written. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Nice. That's awesome. I love it when that happens, where things just, when you have a song that's just, I don't want to, I mean, I guess it comes from a very person, from it being from a very personal space, but yeah. when it, a song is so personal to you that it just comes out naturally, like speaking, just it, you know, it's amazing when stuff like that happens. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. And as an artist, you always have to kind of remember that, like, what you do is not for you, mm -hmm. right? Like what you do, your whole podcast, mm -hmm. that's not for you, right? I mean, you have to think of it like that's for people to kind of be like, hey, who is this other person? Like, who's this, like, who's he talking to? You know, you know, like, you know, like how, how, how is this? relevant to like what is happening in the world mm. right? like you offer that to people yeah you know it's it's not like you're just sitting there you know talking about how cool you are you know like you're having conversations with people from all over and mm. i think that is crucial and for me if i write a song that makes me feel a certain way then why wouldn't it make somebody else yep feel that way and why would i keep it to myself like how you know like how selfish like yeah. i'm an artist that's what we do we create for other people yep. I you know feel because they they're not able to you know mm. but we are the voices of the world i see yeah. it all the time like artists are the people that turn the tide yep. throughout history you know, like no matter what art form you have, you save lives, you know, you keep people happy. You make people like remember memories that they No matter what your art form is, that's what an artist is there for. They mm -hmm. are there to um, provide mm -hmm. that that you know that feeling that only art is able you know yep i feel that i feel yeah. that um no it's awesome i really you know just listening to your music all day as i've prepared for the interview and whatnot just to kind of make sure i'm familiar with everything that you got just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the prayer obviously we spoke earlier about uh, like some of the similarities that we've gone through over of the course, last yeah. year, year and a half, that song yeah. really just kind of hit. And I'm not a religious person, obviously, yeah. but it's uh, just the song just kind of hit in a very personal way for me. So, And I, it's not about religion. And yeah. I don't want people to think that just because it's called the prayer that like yeah. you have to pray or that that's yeah. like your thing. It's not about that. Like, and anyone who makes it about that is fine. But anyone who says, well, you know, I'm not this, so I, I'm not going to live. You're missing the point of what it is. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do so much with that. 
it just has to do with that knowing that even in the worst moments, there is light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that simple. Yeah. Right. Like even in your darkest moment, there's light. Yeah. I don't care what you believe in. Like yeah. I wrote it so that you could just remember that there is more mm-hmm. and to keep fighting and keep moving forward. It's hope. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to yeah. give hope. Yeah. I'm not trying to push a re- like, like a religion on anyone. Yeah. It's just hope. Yeah. You know, listen for what it is, yeah. you know, it's a, it, it's interesting. Cause I've seen a, or listened to a lot of musicians songs that I've mistaken as more religious tones. And then once yeah. I sit there and actually listen to the song, it's like, Oh yeah. no, that's a hundred percent. Not what it's about. Yes. It's, that you know sometimes they use it as a relatability factor yes you know like whatever the intent is but you know it there was a couple of songs over the last year that i've listened to that it's like oh wow that it's like one song in particular is a musician out of the uk she wrote a song called god the father and it's i was like okay i'm gonna listen to it i'm not really you know, and I kind of typecasted it originally as like a religious song. And then we talked about it and she's like, no, go back and listen to it again. Like, it, it's not that at all. And then once I sat there and like really listened to it, it yeah. was like, holy crap. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the beauty, man, is that I want, again, and even for me, like I want to write stuff that people have to listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, my music, you have to listen. You, you have to take it in mm-hmm. it's not just music there are words that you know are valuable you know and i try to put out positive music i want people to be able to be like that's that's for me or mm-hmm. that's me and my album i always say this it is not a genre mm-hmm. it's not a genre you know, I dare someone to just put the whole album and say, this is the genre. It's, mm-hmm. it's not. It's just a feeling. It's feelings. Yeah. I put so many different styles on that album. You're not going to be able to say, oh, it's just one. It's not. You mm-hmm. know, there's such a different feeling to every single song. Mm-hmm. And there's a different style to each song. You know? yeah. And I think, and again, it forces people to listen. And mm-hmm. I think we've lost that over the course of just years of everything becoming faster, easier, quicker. People stop thinking. Like people just see something and they're like, that's what it is. And it's like, no, look past, look beyond it. Look mm-hmm. beyond what you what you you know, what you see. Yeah. It, so. Well, and th- that kind of goes to the ideology that everything's got to be in a box and yeah. i th- you're you're you we're definitely seeing this like research not resurgence but like this surge right now where musicians are not committing to a genre but they're just like this genre bending they're like if they ask you what kind of music you play it's like i play ryan hayes music like yeah. i'm ryan hayes that's all it is yeah. And like when I had this kind of epiphany, I I was on a podcast, I was talking to a musician and she was telling me about how she always thought of herself as like a pop, like a pop musician, 
but she released the single that we were talking about at that time when it released it got placed on a new wave disco playlist and everybody was playing her up like she was this disco queen and it's like no that's not it like i didn't you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I made music for me. Yeah. This is what I felt like. I didn't draw inspiration from any kind of disco. It's just, yeah. I make music for people. Mm-hmm. I'm not there. I'm not trying to be put in a box. Yeah. You know, because there is no box. Yeah. I just create. I yep. just create. And yep. whatever happens and comes out, that's what it is. I'm not going to just write pop music. I'm not going to just write country music. I'm not going to just write, you know, that's a box. And listen, I'm not taking away again, whatever your genre is cool. I just, I do, like you said, I do Ryan Hayes music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. anyone can ask me who is your inspiration. And I can say, I am. Yeah. Like I'm my inspiration. My life is my inspiration inspiration and i think music has to be honest to who you are that's what makes the best music Mm -hmm. you know i'm not taking stories from somebody else i'm taking stories from me right yep so i mean oh and i didn't get to mention this and i don't know if you saw this probably not but i'm in a competition right now is it the um the uh, Hollywood Bowl, the opening or the open it's thing. Yeah, so the open act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure. What time is it right now? I'm pretty sure that I'm in the top twenty as of it's, right now. It's uh 10 p.m. Central. So, yeah. yeah, I'm in the top twenty as of right now. Yeah. Nice, awesome. So it's cool, man. So yeah, that's fun, and I'm definitely trying to win that. Um, but yeah, the the prayer was definitely something to me that was wasn't about popularity Mm. it wasn't about any of that it was just a song that if you hear it and you get something from it Mm. then i have done exactly what i was supposed to do yep Uh, Yep. and i don't need to know every single person who's felt something from it i just put it out there and Whoever it helps, great. It wasn't, you know, and listen, I'm already working on new stuff that is completely different Different. than that, you know? Like, I like to- Just about to ask this question, so. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, basically, what are you working on? What do you got in the works now? I'm working on, um, well, if I'm being real, I'm working on a whole new album. Okay. Um, uh, But yeah, we're working on, music uh we're we're gonna be trying them out at our shows Mm -hmm. um and uh you know it just it just doesn't stop now you know it doesn't it does not stop now beautiful stranger is a great album i love that album um it comes from many years of feelings right um and live that show is crazy i mean yeah. those songs just come out of the album and become something completely like they're yeah. just they become powerhouses um and i think that's a beautiful thing you know and so yeah we are working on a bunch of stuff i'm cranking out some new stuff um and i'm i'm I, there's a lot happening i am yeah. just excited i'm blessed 
things have been great. Uh, people have been reaching out. Um, I really can't complain, man. Like I'm just working yeah. now. I'm hustling, you know. I feel it. All right, so sacrifice, yeah. So this new batch of music that you're working towards, yeah. we'll we'll call it for the album that you're yeah. uh, essentially working towards. Is this like a hundred percent new music, or are you still pulling? Hundred percent new. Are you at all concerned about this new music compared to like uh, per, um, the previous album? You had ten years of worth of music. Yeah. Worth of music. Are you concerned about this upcoming project, or no, is it all? No, I'm feeling more creative than I've ever felt. And we are coming up with some really great songs. And I, you know what? I'm just excited because people think, I, I, I love this thing where like people will like hear something and they'll be like, that's who he is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm about to hit you with something else. And you're going to be like, well, now we just, I just want people to simply say that's Ryan Hayes. Like, yeah. it's not like, he's this no that's yeah. just ryan like yeah. that's who he is he just creates good music like yeah we're not concerned about which genre he fits into he just creates great music and yep. i don't put my and like i said i don't put myself in a box i just create so some of my stuff is funky that we're about to come out with it has a very different feel um but i'm excited you know nice. Again, like I just create what it, whatever's in my heart, and that's what pops out. Awesome! That's amazing. I yeah, can't wait to hear the new music. Whatever. Do you have? Obviously, you're still working on it, but do you have any yeah. like upcoming release dates? Well, or is it the, after the prayer? I don't uh, have anything right now that <laughs> I would say I've, I I I like I, you know. There's like a Date? A firm, yeah, firm yeah, release date. No. But I would say for the next album, I am shooting for the beginning of next year. Okay, yeah, I was gonna so. say if you try and release a second album this year, you're a crazy man. You <laughs> Listen, are. Listen, you never know. It depends on how it goes. You know, it's one of those things, man. I don't. I never try to like overthink that. It's kind of just if it happens, it happens. Yeah, um, you know, like. Cause like I said, I'm just in that mode now. Like we're just going, there's a lot of great things happening. I've, I've got shows lined up in mm -hmm. New York city, you know, like I would have never dreamt that this yeah. is what it would be. You know, yeah. it's been less than a year. The album drops in May, you know, dropped yeah. in May. And from that moment, it was like a shotgun blast, you know? Yeah. And now I'm and performing in New York city as a solo artist. And I'm like in this, this like open act thing. And I'm like the, I'm in the top five of like my group. Like, you know, it's one of those things where you just realize people are listening, mm -hmm. you know, and people are hearing the music and they're liking it. Yeah. And for me, that's a beautiful thing. Like, yeah. you know, I never imagined that this is where I would be. Yeah. Um, and you're a full-time musician at this point, hundred percent. Well, it, my heart. Yeah. 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 Uh, but not, no, I'm not full. Like I'm, I'm not full time as in I actually work also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, know, I, got you. I have to pay the bills still, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I am working my way out. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, as long as you see the path to getting. Oh, the path is there. Yeah. I mean, the path is already written out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I'm, 
I've kind of spent the last year mapping my path to being a full-time, I don't want to say a full-time podcaster because that's not exactly what we do, but, uh, you know, just making live and amplified my full-time thing. So listen, I think anyone, and I say this to anyone who listens to this, if you love something, yeah. Um, and you know, it's not, it is, it's not worth not trying, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like you have to try or else yep. you're going to go through life and you're going to, you're going to kick yourself yep. if you never at least tried. Yeah. And it takes a lot of sacrifice. I tell people ask me, well, you know, um, how do you make it all happen? And I'm like, sacrifice. Yeah. Sacrifice. You miss a lot of things. You know, you're not going out all the time. You know, you're, you, and you're investing, you're investing a lot of money, you know, Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to take a chance on you. Yeah. You have to truly believe that this is something that you're able to actually make happen. And if Mm -hmm. you don't, I would say don't even jump in because you need to, it, it starts with you. Don't let someone else say, Oh, you can do it and go based off that. It's gotta be here. It's gotta be in your heart. 100%. Life is too short. That's how, you know, life is short, man. Like do what you love, take the risk. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. If that's something that COVID has taught any of us, life is too short. Absolutely. Like this pandemic, we all just spent the last two years locked in our- How insane is that? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I never could have imagined something like that happening. And it still feels like it never happened. It's such a bizarre feeling. Yeah. it, It is absolutely true. And I tell people, if you didn't take that time to really look at yourself and be like, what do I want to do with my life? I can't understand it. Like, listen, not everyone is an artist. Not everyone wants to do something crazy. So I totally, I totally get that. But anyone who wants to try that outlandish thought or that crazy dream that people say is impossible, make it possible. Yep. Like you you have the ability, make it possible. You know, this world, you have access to everything, you know, jump on it. And listen, you're going to hit a lot of walls, but but you want to know what? There's something written on every single one. And whatever that is, is something that you need to take in, learn and knock that down and move on. You know, like I, I, people, you know, happiness is what, what you make it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, happiness is, is, is what you make it money. That's not the happy part. Yeah. Like m- money's not where the happiness comes from. Money is happiness is you waking up every morning and saying, I'm not working at yeah. all. Yeah. You know, like this isn't work. Yeah. No, you know, this is, this is, I'm just happy. I wake up and I'm doing what I love. I think anyone, I don't care how old you are, even there's no time limit, mm-hmm. right? And there's no time frame. Try it. You yeah. never know. Yeah. You know, you, so that's you, my message to people who, who are in that, like, just, just go out and try. Yep. Take a it, chance. 
it, it's that old adage of you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got, you just got to shoot, throw yeah. them up. Yeah. You know what, again, what's the worst that can happen? You're right back where you started It nothing changed. Yeah. But if you do nothing, then you're just standing still. Yep. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But it, it's been great chatting with you. I do want to talk a little bit about life outside of music though, yeah, before ahead. we kind of wrap this up, what are some of the, some of your hobbies, what do you do when you need to like escape? Escape uh, the work, uh, family. Mm -hmm. um, I love spending time with 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 my family. Um, that's a huge thing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I would say martial arts. I'm mm -hmm. a big martial artist. Love it. Um, I've been doing it for years, so I would say that. Um, video video games every mm -hmm. so often, you know, you got to yeah. just go into that mindless place and play yeah. some games, you know, yeah. why not? Are um, you, are you yeah. big into wrestling? I saw a random ECW shirt. Yeah, I am. Okay. And you know what? I don't care how old I get. Yeah. I will always be into wrestling. Yep. You know, again, it's something that I grew up on as yep. a kid. I was a huge fan and it's TV. Yeah. Like people need to get over it. It's, we all know that it's, yeah, like it's not like it's, it's all scripted, yeah. but so is every television show that you watch. Yeah. So yeah. just get, just get past it. So you know, it, it, somebody it, tried to make that argument with me not too long ago. They're like, you realize that stuff is fake. And I'm like, or not real. And I'm like, yeah, you realize that shameless isn't real. Right. Yeah. They're like, you realize that law and order, they don't always catch the bad guy. Right. Like yeah. it's not, you know, and it, and it's not always in like, 20 minutes like yeah. you know i'm like stop like of course yeah. it's not we, like we're all adults we know it's not but it's a it's a fantasy it's television yep it, it's a men's soap opera yep like yep. what do you you know let it be what it is so yeah, yeah. i'm like i'm a huge fan so i watch yeah. it all you know yeah whatever. I, I was scrolling i think it was on your instagram maybe and i saw the ecw shirt and i'm like all right that that's going to come up at some point oh so. man i grew up on oh yeah. i grew up on wrestling man ever yeah. since i was a little kid i don't remember when i started watching it but it was definitely 90s like early yeah. early yeah. 90s i was watching it yeah. and that's back when it was bloody and yeah, yeah. crazy it, you know it was one of those things growing up my mom never wanted me to watch wrestling anytime she caught me watching it it's like oh why <laughs> because it was um it was a very taboo thing in our family okay. i especially on my mom's side because yeah her uncle was like an independent wrestler and it destroyed his life. Like he became an alcoholic and a yeah, deadbeat yeah. dad and all that stuff. And so it was Not just very point. like, yeah. you know, why are you watching this? And uh, then finally, after, once I got to a certain point, it was like, okay, you're obviously watching it. So we're just not going to fight it anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Listen, like I said, no one's going to tell me, no one's, no one's, no one is going to tell me that I can't like, yeah. I, you know, like it's one of those things like, and listen, it's not like I was going outside body slamming people. Yeah. Like, you know, I was watching it and we were having a good time as kids. That was like the coolest thing on yeah. television was watching these, these crazy characters do these, you know, insane stunts. And you were like, yeah. you were blown away by it. And even now I'm still fascinated by those athletes, you know? Yeah. Because they are incredible athletes. I don't care what anyone says. Those guys are in some of the greatest shape of oh, any yeah. athlete in the world. Like, I'd put them up against almost anyone in yeah. cardio. And I would say, go for it. And I guarantee you, they outlast. You know, like, yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, listen, I've been a diehard wrestling fan, man. So yeah, that's, that's definitely one of my hobbies outside here is watching wrestling. Yeah, sure. I mean, especially like, being on the East Coast, it's like wrestling was like modern day wrestling was born on the East Coast. Yeah, so it was man. like. I'm a yeah. big when it comes to wrestling. I'm a huge nerd, man. I'm yeah. a wrestling nerd, yeah, yeah, for sure. I I try and watch as much as I can, but there's just so much out there right now. It's like I have to oh, kind yeah. of pick and choose my battles. Yeah. It's like yeah, I'm like yeah. a Hulu guy, right? Yeah. You just click on Hulu, you just watch it real quick, and then it's done. Like you're yeah. all good, you know. Yeah. I'm not going crazy, you know, but I'm I'm just I'm keeping up with it, right? Yeah. There's so much out there that you could dedicate three hours a day and still be behind. That whole network. Yeah. You can just sit there and watch everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild, man. Wrestling's come a long way. It's come a it long, really has. long way. It really has. But no, that's awesome. Um, so there's a game that we play. I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring it up because we've been going for over an hour strong and I don't want to keep you too much longer. Yes, but, man. I'm all good. Thank you, though. But we'll uh we'll play the game it's called rapid fire randomness i have a random question generator sitting right in front of me it's a nice little fun app and so i'm gonna just fire off some random questions and we'll see what happens all right (sighs) all right let's here we go rapid fire randomness what is the last unnecessary purchase you made oh god uh oh i don't know um less unnecessary purchase probably uh you know man that's a great question and i don't know i buy unnecessary things all the time um uh, i think everybody does at this point you want to know what a lamp okay a lamp yeah that's right ridiculous lamp yeah that's if you were building your dream house what cool feature would you have to have does it have to be in the house? I would, right. uh, you know what? I would say a, a hidden room. Okay. I did. always wanted a hidden room, yeah. yeah. What is the most extreme thing on your bucket list? Oh, I'm not really an extreme person, but you know what? If I had to go extreme, I'd say skydiving. If I was going to ever do something that's insane, nice. I would say skydiving. Nice. Do you prefer snail mail or a phone call? Phone call, 100% phone call. What are the top three apps on your phone right now? Canva, okay. it's a great program. Yeah. Um, Instagram, because I'm on it all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably, I mean, does like, the internet count like google chrome like does that does that count i yeah, mean that, that works yeah that works oh <laughs> uh, we got a few more questions for you good oh uh, if your hair stopped growing after your next haircut God, what kind of haircut would you get and i just had this conversation i don't i i pray to god i never go bald i really <laughs> do Cause like, it's a huge fear of mine. Uh, yeah. What kind of haircut would I get if I, I would just shave it off. I mean, if my hair starts going, yeah. I, I, I already don't have that much hair as, yeah. as far as growing it out. I like always chop it short. Yeah. So, I mean, if it starts going, it's just all coming off. Like I'll yeah. just have this. Like yeah. that'll be the end. Yeah. I got you. I, I was kind of, as I was reading it, I was like, 
I've gotten the same haircut for like the last 10 years, every six yeah. weeks. So it's like, just go with the same. And then I've saved Until 20 bucks. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, in one word, how would you describe your day to day? Nonstop. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, if you could go back in time and tell someone one thing, what would it be? That's a good question. Um, if I could go back in time, um, I appreciate you. Dig it. Looking back at your time from your hometown, who is a local celebrity or somebody that everybody just seemed to know that you miss? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, a vocal or somebody that everyone knew or um, just kind of seemed to know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in my hometown, everyone knew everybody. Uh, so literally everyone knew everybody. Um, I don't know if, the, so I don't know if there was like one person that I could say was like that person that, I would miss if if anything I just miss the wholesomeness of that whole town like I just miss the environment of of it I know that's kind of a cop out of that question because I don't really have anyone per se I wish I did yeah and then final question because this one's a fun one shoot it what is your go-to meal to impress a date uh Chicken parm. Okay. I make a mean chicken parm. That's, that's, yes. That's, I feel it. Oh, yes. I, I feel it. That's awesome. I, I love it. Italian food, man. I should have been Italian, 100%. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. That's awesome. Well, that's rapid fire randomness. That's love just it, a man. Good fun, questions. something a little different that we do. Now, I've grown to love the randomness of the questions. Oh, it's good. Hey, it's good questions, though. Yeah. Like some really good questions. Yeah. Um, but for anybody that wants to check out your music, interact with you on social, or just kind of see what you got going on in the future, where's the best place for people to find you? All right. So at my website, ryanhaysmusic.com. Um, I have my like Instagram is R Hayes official. Um, and then that. I have a, uh, a, a, a YouTube, YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, Ryan Hayes. Uh, and then pretty much, I mean, those are pretty much the main spots. Or you, you can come and see me up at all my shows, uh, mm. which I am, I am always promoting. Gotcha. So, cool. yeah. Did you get the rare unicorn where all your social media handles are the same? Yeah, because I was sitting there. I was just all R Hayes official. Yeah, I made sure of that though. I definitely, yeah, I was lucky. That's amazing because I don't even have that, and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, man, I wish I did. It'd make my life so much easier. Facebook R Hayes official, Instagram R Hayes official, uh, Twitter Twitter, I'm on, but I don't really use it as much as I should because I'm not, you know, 
Um, and then I have a, I have a TikTok, which is also RA's official. Yeah. I'm yeah. not huge on it. I, I know that I should get more on it, but um, yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah. I mean, those are all the places. Uh, awesome. Come check me out. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, it's been a great chatting with you. Really appreciate this conversation and I Absolutely. hope to have you back it's on in awesome. the future. Um, so feel free to reach out and love to have you back on. Um, and then for everybody that's been tuning in, we really appreciate you and we will see you all. I believe our next episode is Sunday. So we will see you all then. Cool. We're clear. Good stuff, man. Now, now, now.